It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character. Three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience about unfortunates in this episode 176 of the Defective Characters podcast. Let's go. Is it unfortunate characters, events, or unfortunate? It's my life story. Very unfortunate. Ah. I think we're the unfortunate ones. <laughs> I'm just serious. So, uh, what, uh, what's, what's going on? Dennis, first of all, I don't know if you've looked, and this is a compliment. This is a, you know when somebody goes, oh, you look really good today. And then there's some people that in their heads like, what do I look like crap every other day? When I say you look really well today, you look like you're, uh, you're, you're living an excited life today. I don't know about that, but I'm well aware I look like crap most days, and that's okay. Okay, well, you don't Co- today. Compared to who? It's all relative. Yep, that's right. Compared to how I looked 10 years ago. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that we're not his relatives. <laughs> that's, that's true. No, how... how <laughs> I get it. How is, how is everything? How is everything going, Dennis? It's okay. Life is all right. This week, I don't know what I did. I didn't do much, I don't think. I feel like I did a lot, but I don't think I did. Um, Wakanda Forever is released today on streaming. God bless you. I, oh, my God. I, uh, Me and Mike were supposed to go see it like two or three times in the theater. But then, like, he would cancel and I would cancel. And we kept rescheduling until we finally stopped rescheduling. Um... But we should go see uh, Quantum Mania when it comes out. When? I don't know when it comes out, but soon. And I want to see that in the theaters. But uh, I want to I mention, because right before we started recording, I, I started to mention a show, so I'm going to mention it on air. Anyways. But I saw this funny, funny show <laughs> on Netflix called uh, Cuck in the World or something like that. And it's basically this English actress is playing this like character who's like doing a documentary of the world and it's five episodes and it goes through like periods of like prehistory up to Rome to Egypt all all the way to modern times and it's like really insightful she's actually talking to like professors and like really smart people but she's just playing this character that is so like dry sarcastic like english humor and it, i was laughing the whole time through it was amazing what's it called C- cock of the world or something like that what are you sure it was a documentary it was a mockumentary oh. but it was funny cock of the world. but other than that i'm just patiently waiting for james to like get started on the artwork for the, the project we talked about last week or whatever um I've been very patient. Haven't mentioned it in a week. 
Um, yeah. How was your week, James? Thanks for asking, Dennis. Um, yeah, you go ahead and keep being patient. It's your best quality. Get it done. <laughs> I had a great weekend. Uh, my wife and I went down to Miami and stayed at a, a quality inn for the weekend. And um, I was wearing white socks and I was walking around and for only five minutes I sat on the bed and my socks were black. Oh, uh, yeah. And I was like, That's disgusting. so I guess they don't mop. Uh, what else don't they clean? And I was like, ah, all right, just... And I forgot to wear sandals, too. So I was just like, it was a little, but I got over it quick. Because the next morning, uh, I was with my wife. We got to go to a, a, it's called Cross Florida. It was at a church, and there was about um, eight testimonies that went from 9 o'clock to 5 o'clock. And there was a lunch break in between, and it was just fellowship. And it was all uh, a Christ-centered recovery. So it was a mix between Christians and people in recovery and uh, my wife got to sh- share, and she did a wonderful job. And um, I w- it was there. I was. It was one of her best shares because the emotions I went through. I went from almost crying to like feeling immense joy, and then like like literally cheering when she said this one thing. And I was like, oh my gosh! So I was like, I told her like. You had that was a good share because I had, I felt all these different emotions. Was she talking about you? Is no, I told her not to talk about me. <laughs> she does that sometimes, but she always says like. Yeah, and then I came into the rooms with my very best friend, who I like to call my husband, <laughs> or the vice versa. So it was fun. And then um, after the festivities on Saturday, I went and picked up my kids. They were only half an hour away, and they came back and stayed the night. And then I got to play Mario Party with them, just give them lots of hugs and kisses. And we went to um, Christian school the next morning. And I got to tour the campus. And we stayed there for about, I don't know, I want to say six hours. And we went to the library and studied like the college kids do. And it was a good time. And my other son got to enjoy it as well. So it was really cool. And a good time. I start my first day of on-the-job training today at the new location, Flying Fish Heads. And I had orientation last week. This is actually, like, I'm going to be there. Like, in uniform or costume, as they call it. And I'm going to be learning the gig. So, wish me luck. And I'll find out in the next week or two, probably by the next podcast, uh, about Woody's. Not my Woody. Oh, no. Woody's ro- Woody's rodeo. Wait, no. Is that? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, there's a lot of people that probably want to lasso you from that comment. Lasso. Huh? I can't. I. What you want? You want me to? We don't. This edit. is yeah. You know how tough this is. Early on, we edited. Edited. And it just took freaking forever for Dennis, who doesn't even listen to the podcast. Hey, well, but if you want to write a complaint, you can send it to our Twitter, the Dennis Monitors. Dennis just took out his Buzz Lightyear. Yeah. It's at the underscore characters on Twitter. Is that right? I think I got it right. Is it still up? Do we still follow people? 
Yeah, people follow us. So, um, yeah, the last the last week was uh, was good. I want to thank James. I think it was the last time last week when we were recording the episode that I expressed that I didn't know what was going on with my job. I still, I mean, I know like a little bit more, but everything's still up in the air. God's in control of it. But I said that I was kind of stressing trying to find someone to be a uh, nanny for a few hours every week for my daughter. And he said, send me the details. And I didn't even leave the parking spot. I wrote it and I text him. And then later that day, he mentioned to somebody that he worked with if she knew anybody. And she said, actually, I nannied uh, a bit in the past and I'm looking for something. So I called her the next day and come to find out she is not only from Chicago where I went to college, but I said, oh, I went to college out there. And she said, oh, I went to the, this college. And I said that there's no way. Because it was, it's like a tiny art college, you know, and I think that's pretty cool, you know, that uh, at least we'll have that. So tomorrow, supposed to be speaking of training, so tomorrow she's going to train to pretty much just hang out for a couple hours and then get Olivia all ready for school and um, we're going to see how that goes because the schedule is supposed to change in the next little bit. So it was really awesome and uh and this past weekend, um, it's weird how like service, any service opportunities that come up in program or out of program, like I'll take on. Somebody asks, hey, can you do this? I'm all in. And uh, my fiance, uh, Becky's father, got a new laptop and couldn't figure out how to get it connected, everything else. And she's like, oh, I don't want to do it. And I'm like, oh, well, let's go over. You know, it'll, it shouldn't take very long. It honestly, there were way more steps than I thought, but I was impressed because I'm usually not tech savvy. We were able to get it all online and all set up and in and afterwards he goes, hey, here's a hundred fifty dollar coupon to Ruth Chris Steakhouse, which is like probably one of the top five in Orlando as far as like most expensive fancy. So. We're uh, we're gonna go in a couple weeks for Valentine's week. So. Should have gave it back and asked for cash. Mm. <laughs> I actually, we we have a friend friend of ours. Just kidding. We have a friend of ours that bums for money uh, on the side of the road, and I was thinking if I saw him bumming for money, maybe I'd just give him a Ruth Chris, you know, and then I take his Tesla. You know, and it yeah, is, are you talking about the doctor? That <laughs> money you know what? I don't know what his life is. He's not a doctor now, you know? I think once you're a doctor, you're always a doctor. Not a practicing doctor. Right. Which well, is A couple oh. years ago, he did. He was renewing his license yeah. until only a couple of years ago. And then he's like, yeah. It doesn't, I just doesn't matter. I, I think if you're not, think about it. I don't look at you and I go, oh, Dennis, he's such a drunk. Even though you were. No, no, but he, when you graduate college with a doctorate, you have that diploma. So that's a certificate that makes you a doctor, even if you don't have a practicing license at the moment. Okay. Well, listen, I used to, I used to listen to Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre so much that I think I could be a doctor. Huh? Does that make me a doctor? Same thing. Same exact thing. Go ahead. Exactly as much as Dr. Oz was an actual doctor. He's actually, he's a politician now. 
No. You know he, about that? He lost his election. It doesn't matter. It still makes him a politician because if you try to run, yeah. right? Isn't that the way that works? Yeah. You're, in, you're into politics more than James and I. Okay, nothing. All right, that means that I means yes. I was told not if you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything, and I have nothing nice to say about Dr. Oz. Okay. I, I mean, we're, it's not a Dr. Oz podcast. <laughs> <laughs> He's also not a wizard, even though his last name... Yeah. <laughs> okay, he's just not a fan. Um, so, so I think um, I think this week's uh, podcast, the topic was one that I was supposed to come up with, and was thinking about it. And there are some uh, friends of mine in Vermont that reached out, and I said, "Hey, how's this person doing? How's this person?" And they're like, "Oh, they went out, or oh, they passed away." And it got me into thinking, like, how many people that are in our lives and then aren't in our lives anymore. And we're like, what happened to them? And in the, what is it? In our, uh, you know, morning meeting, we read more about alcoholism. And then the next part is uh, the steps and the blurb ahead of it is how it works. And how it works, it says, do you, who can quote it? Do, uh, Dennis, try just try try to try to walk through try to walk through it. Prime the pump. What's the first okay. word? <laughs> there rarely, are such unfortunates. Okay, I'll do it. Have, have we? Seen, yeah, rarely have we seen a person fail. No, at, no, no. Huh? Okay. Oh no, God. the unfortunates part is there are such unfortunates. They are not at fault. They seem to have been born that way. Okay. Yeah, okay. They lack the, the ability to control the matter of drinking that demands rigorous honesty, right? That's the unfortunates part. And not in all regards, but in some, there are some unfortunates. They are not at fault. And this is, this is a disease where if I stop putting what was in my toolbox in recovery into me every single day, every single week, every single month, if... The further I forget that there is a solution and that was not a solution for me in the past, um, I don't look at those people that maybe uh, friends or fellowship that either don't go to meetings anymore, they relapse, they went out, they pass away. I don't let that stuff affect me. Um, so as, as far as the topic goes, I was thinking of what you do to not let those things affect you, you know, to know that they're not important. Do you want me to hit my, my two-minute chair on it, three-minute chair, and then you guys can take over? Or do you, ha- do you have something? Go ahead, yeah. Okay. So for me, I was originally told by my uh, sponsor, my first sponsor, I don't think I don't think Brian's talked much about it, but um, or maybe he did on one note. So that there are friends when I think I was about a week sober and there was a guy who ended up overdosing and passing away. And he was somebody who was I distinctly remember because all of my the guys that were in my fellowship eventually, they all went to his uh, wake or funeral and they said, yeah, we knew this was coming because he wasn't living his life 
being honest about anything and he would dodge any topics. So it was, uh, it was a sad thing that he just, he shut his phone off and they couldn't get a hold of him for a week. And he said he went to visit family wherever. In reality, uh, he just ended up overdosing at somebody else's house, at this, this other house, and didn't actually go to family. And they ended up going to multiple meetings afterwards because they didn't want to, uh, they wanted to be reminded how important it was that even though that happened, that has nothing to do with them. Everybody's, you know, trudging the road to happy destiny, but it's your road. And that's the way I look at it is that it's mine and anything that's going to happen in it, whether it happens around me, it's, uh, it's supposed to be for me to like learn from and to get better from. And there was a note that, uh, Brian told me when I first got here of, there was someone who was struggling and asked me to sponsor them. And it was my first sponsor, uh, opportunity in Florida. And he would call me all the time. Let's call him Spencer. Thinking of Spencer's gifts. So Spencer would call me, uh, at least like I had to give him restrictions because he would call me at all hours of the day and night. And I said, listen, there's things that you can do to like get through. And it, it just got to be too much. And he said, listen, if he uses again, that has nothing to do with you. You know, the main thing is to not let him make you drink again. You know, sometimes you can get caught up with emotions and get so frustrated and feel like, ah, oh, maybe I could have done something better and then they wouldn't relapse. And that's not a reality. You know, everybody's path is their own. So I stay in my hula hoop. That's one that also just helps me to know that I'm just trying to be of service the best way possible. But uh, those unfortunates are not going to take me down today. You know, any of those demons. So, Dennis? Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, there's kind of a sad part, right, that comes along with recovery. And we don't talk about it much, but it's there. And, like, I remember, like, early on my grand sponsor... Danny, who told a story on our podcast, told a story about his sponsor. When he first came in, he's like, uh, get a suit because you're going to need it, you know. And and that kind of touches on the harsh reality that we do. There's kind of a joke going around like a revolving door. We have a lot of people that come in and that go out that we like meet and become friends with and hang out with and like do things with and then all of a sudden you don't see him anymore um i like to think that they're off like living somewhere nice and enjoying life and doing good things in the world but the reality is is some of them have died and some of them have gone back out and will come back in and some that we just won't ever hear from again so there is a sadness that does linger in me because I'm kind of sensitive, but, but there, you know, I think trying to think it more elegantly than like, you know, mind your own business kind of thing, but like stay in your hula hoop. But the reality is, is like me drinking and me going out is 
more important to me than worrying about everyone else and their decisions that they make. You know what I'm saying? So like if I allow everyone that comes into my life drag me out with their decisions or whatever, then I'm doing something wrong, right? Like I'm supposed to be sober because me being sober is what one allows me to live a better life but also puts me in a position to help other people live a better life as well so it's kind of like the things you know if you focus on the people that don't want help then you're ignoring all the people that are there that want help so for every person that goes out or relapses or we never see again there's 10 people that are coming into the room that day that do need your attention and stuff. And some of them might go back out, but you can't worry about them because there's going to be 10 more that come in that you need to kind of, like, help out, the ones that are, like, there to help, you know? Um, I don't know. It is sad and fortunate. I think in my life, in my program or whatever, the biggest, closest, most personal aspect of this would probably be, like, like my brother, right? who has come in and we've helped and has gone out and like I don't talk to him for years on end because he doesn't reach out or I can't get in touch with him or whatever and stuff and that so a lot of that has to like you know fall under the category of live and let live you know like he's gonna make his decisions and do what he does and I have to like worry about me staying sober you know worry about the program that I'm working on what are y'all laughing at? Are y'all laughing at the kids in the fountain? <laughs> Adorable. The, the children are our future. But one thing I'm interested in hearing from James, and I don't know how much he has to say on it, but the aspect of, like, significant others, right? Like, wives and girlfriends and stuff being in the program together and how they, like, counteract if one goes out or not. What you say, James? Unfortunates. Now, what made you think of this topic, Mike? Um, so the conversation I have with friends... And also, like, I wish I had that perspective. I wish I had that perspective of you, Dennis, that if I don't see somebody, then I'm figuring that they're off having a great life. But in reality, I'm not thinking about that at all. I'm thinking if I don't see you... things that I tell myself because I have to tell myself that. Why do you have to tell yourself that? Because I'm prone to depression and it's sad when I think about people in a bad situation. Yeah, I like, I don't think they're dead, but I definitely think they're back using. If any time that I talk to them, they don't mention God or they don't have anything good. That's really what it is. I think more than anything else, because, I mean, I don't think it's a coincidence that gratitude and God both start with a capital G. Um, but without any of that, you know, there's two piles. There's the pile of stuff that I have and a pile of stuff that I want. And the pile of stuff that I want, funny that sometimes I don't realize I already have it. I'm just looking at it different. So I want this job, but I want more money. So when I have the job, don't have the money. I'm like, uh. and it's like, that's, ju- that's just not realistic. So that might be like off topic, but really for me, I wish that I could have that perspective that you have. But in reality, I think the unfortunates are the people that I don't see anymore because whether it's a health 
mental or physical, a lot of people in our home group have moved away. Some, their health declined. They found meetings that were closer to wherever the heck they live now. And it's, uh, and it's sad, and I wish them the best. But I know the reality of this thing, and we're miracles in that. You know, we're the, in my opinion, from what I've heard, the less than 1% that go to a first meeting and actually make it, what do they say? Is it make it to a year or make it to like a month is less than 1%. It's, it's dismal. You know, it's not great. Dismal. You know, when I think of the unfortunates, you guys are correct. You know, you, you get a lot of people that, that make it to the rooms that... <clears throat> I want to say it's like, um, like, say you're at a train station, right? And there's a, a, a barrel with a, a fire in it. So everyone's at the train station and they're all huddled. There's a bunch of people huddled around the fire getting warm. But the train, it, it's, it's going by, you know. Unless you get on that train to be rocketed, to the fourth dimension of existence you're just standing at that train station you know warming yourself and i think a lot of people in aa in general are are doing that they're just standing around the campfire they're trying to get it through osmosis they're not being rocketed and i think those guys are unfortunate because their life is getting a little better but they're not living this life of like this spiritual awakened life where everything that they look at is joyful. And I see Dennis, he's all, he's going to either kiss me or he wants it to say something. What is it, Dennis? I, I just wanted to say it sounded like you were describing the plot of uh, Back to the Future 3 where they have to get the DeLorean to be pushed by the train to go into the future. Nice analogy, but I hadn't <laughs> thought of that. <laughs> so, but that's true for, you know, in my opinion, most of the human race, I believe that most people are going through the life, their life, you know, unconscious. So unless they become aware of the voice within themselves that is aware of their thoughts, you know, they're just reacting to everything that comes into their presence. And most people are just reactive beings and they're they're driven by their mind instead of being aware and in the present moment and i think those people are unfortunate most people don't know that they're 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 asleep so you know when it comes to aa it's the people who in or in and out of the programs that can't be honest that that aren't getting the program they're sitting around the campfire but in a, a different level it's the people who are not living a spiritual life who are just living from Emotion to emotion, pissed off at the world, and you know, I think they are unfortunate too. You know, the key is for me to be to be of service to other people. You know, that's I think unless you're being of service to other people, you're thinking about yourself only. So when you're thinking about yourself only, selfishness and self-centered, that is no way to live and that is unfortunate for so many people so the best advice i have if you're asking for it is to be um one loving and kind and be of service and a good way to do this is to when the universe throws something at your way and you know it's a good thing and you don't want to do it do it anyways the more you do this the more life will just 
lead you in a way that you have no idea what to expect. And it's probably always for the better because life has a way of making life wonderful for you when you least expect it. Can, can you touch on, like, since you're married to someone in the program, touch on, like, how do y'all's programs relate to each other? And if one of y'all are having a bad moment, does that affect you, your program or whatever? Um, well, as a husband, I go in, when I see my wife in upset, visibly upset, or she's quiet, I go right into husband mode. At least I have been for the last five and a half years. Like, I have to fix it. What's wrong? I, she's kind of trained me not to say what's wrong, but rather, is there something wrong? Like, ask her a question. Don't assume anything. So that helps me. Um, and then sometimes she just needs to be quiet. Uh, so if there is something wrong, um, I can let her know that. For me, like, I'm here for you. You know, if you want to talk about it, we can work through it. And it's just communication. That's that's really all it is. I think we're both, for me and my wife, we're both on such a spiritual journey. Uh, we are constantly reading new books. I'll read a book. I'll give it to her. And she's like, that was amazing. And we're, we're trying to better ourselves. But it's really doing the next right thing or helping each other. Do y'all have, like... Y'all work separate programs that don't interact with each other, or do y'all... Yep, since the beginning. Since the beginning, we've worked different programs. She doesn't ask me if I'm doing a 10th step. She doesn't ask me, you know, about my sponsees. Sometimes she'll, you know, mention something, but we don't... That's Our programs are completely separate. Uh, how we react to each other and respond to each other is what we work on in a kind and loving way, hopefully. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's success, by the way. That's that's really how it is. I saw some meme that really uh, like flashed me back of going and uh, actually no, it wasn't a meme. Uh, it was uh, one of those TikTok videos. <laughs> it was it was, uh, but it could have been a meme. It was this girl that was like important three important things. For us ladies to remember when it comes to uh, talking to our partners, like our, our husbands, and one of them was make sure that you lift them up. If they're in public, don't cut them down because they will remember that. And like that freaking would happen all the time. So when you're talking about relationships and like you never, never. And like if... If James, if you're telling a story and some of the facts are different, it's or she's telling a story, like a pet peeve for me would be like, oh no, it didn't happen like that. And then like go into it and it's like and what you're saying as far as program (laughs) but you what you're saying as far as program, like, no. Just because some something works for one person doesn't mean it works for another. And it would create division. If you guys were like critiquing each other's program and how it is, because the great thing about it is that everyone is chemically made up different, which means the solution, like the yang to the yang, some people need more God. Some people have to like over God themselves. Other people maybe have to do it with more service than actually just keeping positivity. So that's why if it's just... If something's happening at a meeting or something's happening with somebody 
and they're always like, nah, no interest in calling, checking how that person is. It's just all going to be about me. Then there's an issue, you know, and those people usually will disappear. <laughs> like the people that like, cause they don't want to have to keep, uh, like I have friends that legitimately have moved to the other side of Florida and people are like, Oh, how are they doing? And I just assume the worst. I assume that they're, they're not doing good and they're one of the unfortunates. So, I mean, they're born that way, right? Isn't that what it says? Yeah, Dennis is telling me to wrap it up. Okay. No, Take it easy. Yes. Take it easy, Dennis. I, I don't need... That. They can't hear you. I know. I'm just kidding. Everybody knows. <laughs> uh, we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 177, where the defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. Remember... Stay in your own hula hoop? No, uh, that's not it. That's not even, that's not positive. Uh, um, it's your program, your problem. And we'll see you <laughs> next <not> positive. <laughs>